So shall we? Let's. That's not the last theme tune. Hello everyone and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I am, as ever, Simon. Oh, I'm Troy this time. And I'm Jack. We've, we've decided to mix things up. Well, now we have three people, we can play around with the order. Ooh. We could have played around with the order where it was just the two of us. Well, yeah, not as effectively, we would have just been True. swapping. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are here this week to talk about the bit that should have happened at the end of last week but didn't. Because last week's episode was like a fuck mile long. Is that a metric conversion from an imperial? It's, no, it is just an imperial. Fuck mile. Fuck mile, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah it's it's like 1.3 fuck kilometers. Fuck kilometers. <laughs> fuck watts. <laughs> fuck kilometers. No, that's a measure of energy. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting them confused. <laughs> and that thing that should have happened at the end of last week but didn't is, of course, because we haven't said. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> because of this shit. I wonder how long we can just carry on talking without telling 20, them what it is. Guys, Probably quite a while. 2010 what's coming, and what we're excited about. I love that you're really concerned that we haven't said it, even though it's in the title of I don't the show. Care. I don't care. The yeah, people... but we can't see the title of the show. Oh, that's true. I like talking about the title as if it already exists, though, because... Yeah. I noticed this when we did the Half-Life episode, when I was, I was like, well, yeah, people are going to know what this episode is about before they Do listen to it. you know what just to came it? to mind? What? Like a DVD commentary of a podcast. Wow, what a bad idea. That's yeah, a, I know. It's an be, awful idea. It'd be like... Us. Get out of this house. That's what we're doing now, sort of. No, 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 no. Like, we should have Kevin Smith and Kevin Spacey discussing us, talking about games. But they'd have to direct us first. Yeah. This is how episodes run long. No, This no. is why episodes <laughs> run long. I have the episode longer. So, right. uh, what's coming up in 2010 then, Simon? We've, we've got a few games, notes, I believe. Games. Yeah, you've transferred Video to a games. paperless system. Yes, PG I have. Games. It means I can't rustle my notes in front of the microphone anymore, which was something I used to do. Are we Stop picking up, that. Are we picking up finger rustling? Yeah, Stop that. There we go. There's, there's your notes. You're making me uncomfortable. That's deeply unsettling. But yes, games. Yep. Video games. What about them? They're coming up in 2010. There, there really? are quite a few of them. I, I thought that there was a like a, a, a cessation of hostilities declared between uh, you know developers, producers, all that sort of stuff, and they decided that they weren't going to make games anymore. You know, they seem a, to have gone against that decision. Like a, a Treaty of Versailles-style decision. They've kind of broken the treaty. Wankers. Yeah. So and what have we got to look forward to as a result of this treachery? Well, the first game on the list was one that... I mean, there was some question about whether or not it should have been included in the 2009 list. Is because, it Bayonetta? Yes. Is it Bayonetta already? Yes. I thought you were saving this. <laughs> no, you've, you just whipped it out, flopped it on the table, haven't you? It's first on my it's list. The best it's going alphabetically. It's not, but Bayonetta is the first one. It's going chronologically. Chronologically. All right, so Bayonetta. Ah, that's clever. Where, what, what is it released on in 2010, exactly? It's, it's going to be PS3 like? and um, 360. It was Last year, it was the Japan release. Okay. And now it's the international release, so we okay. get to play it. Yeah. I, I worked this out, actually, after we recorded the last episode, when I went to Glasgow for New Year's, and one of the terrible weeaboos at the party had it as a Japanese import. Oh, my God. And I was like, ah, yes, of course, it must have been the Japan release. Of course, so then she's got glasses... And she speaks Japanese. Yes. So she, Okay, cool. Okay. But I have glasses speaking Japanese. You don't speak Japanese, you speak freak. However, <laughs> I don't think we should spend a lot of time talking about that, because we did talk about it last week. And yes. Do you want to give us a rundown exactly? No, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's not do that. Copy, rant, paste. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into Bayonetta again. I don't want to get typecast as the angry man. So let's move on to a game that we've literally just been looking at because I know that you, in particular, Jack, enjoyed the spiritual prequel to Heavy Rain, which was Fahrenheit. I did indeed love Fahrenheit, as though it were my own flesh and blood. Also known as Indigo Prophecy, I have to say, for nice. international listeners. Uh, Heavy Rain, PS3 only. But why is that? Uh, well, the developers have said they need the Blu-ray. 
which, which is, is exciting. promising. Uh, however, it is very much the spiritual successor to Fahrenheit. It is a serial killer investigation game, and I am willing to put money on weird shit occurring. Oh, yeah. Considering Absolutely. Quantic Dream's track record, which is Fahrenheit, in which it was a serial killer story. We don't want to give away the plot too much, but essentially you're a god. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Omicron the Nomad Soul. Was that them? That was Quantic Dream. Oh, my God. And if you remember the story, I mean, we all know it was the Bowie game. Yes. But the story of Nomad Soul was actually a serial killer investigation ah. in which weird shit occurred. And cool. the serial killers turned out to be aliens. And there was David Bowie. Hang on, so they've done, they've done, they've done gods, aliens. What's next in the kind of conspiracy theorist handbook? To... Well, crop circles. No, the, murderers, the murderers are actually crop circles. Oh, what? Yetis! Oh, yes, this is a good Monsters, one, yeah. in general. Aliens yep. and monsters attacking my uh, place. A place and people. Oh, dear. We'd best get on the... Um, the, the, the motorbike. Yeah. Get that on gas it this time. Does it? Yeah. Should we put on our normal people clothes? Yes. Okay. Because um, we were in office. Yeah, we are in our work lab code. But Heavy Rain is a game where the, the media frenzy has just sort of started. They're pushing towards the release now. Because it's quite an early 2010. There's three trailers... Yeah, it's compared to what they've had out for years, that's a hell of a lot. Well, true, okay. And it's all looking really interesting. Yep. A very innovative control, uh, control scheme with the uh, buttons floating over things you can interact with as you walk around. And I like the, the comment you made about the, uh, when, when you're stressed, you know, your character mm. is visibly in this trailer looking like he's a, you know, about to be shot. Ooh, scary. And all the controls are flashing and blinking and shaking around him. It's yeah, very hard to tell what's exactly going on, how to respond to things. Your yeah. cloud of dialogue options sort of orbit you with buttons next to them to say different things or react in different ways. And yeah, when you get stressed, they move quicker and sort of shake up and down and become harder to read. It was a. Uh, it's definitely one I'm looking out for. Oh, yeah. And the acting in it looks really, really good. The, the voice acting. Well, it's, it's Quantic Dream. They oh, want yeah. to tell a story rather than have a game. Which is what I really, really love. Came up actually uh, on the drive back from New Year's when I was uh, giving a lift to Mutual Friends Bars, of course, one of whom works at Sega. Ah, yes. And uh, she was asking, so are there any developers actually making games with stories in anymore? Because I work at Sega. <laughs> <laughs> and so I talked about Bioshock and uh, Heavy Rain mm -hmm. and Mass Effect. And Hang on, how is she... Riddle me this. How is she a games developer that hasn't heard Bioshock or Mass Effect? Well, because she spends so much time working at Sega that she doesn't really play games anymore. Surely that's a great way to learn what the end no, 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 is up to. No, 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 no. You, you, you seem to forget that if you were to work at a games industry, you would very quickly learn to loathe video games. Especially if you are a tester, which is what she does. You, you would want to put as much distance between yourself and video games because otherwise you'd feel that you were constantly at work. Didn't happen. Uh, you are taught to you hate video games. Remember, I was in a similar situation. That's true. That didn't so happen. So was I. Well, no, you weren't a tester. True. I think the specific thing is her job on a daily basis is, here is a platformer. Yeah. I want you to fall off every side of every platform 15 times. That would bum me out severely. And that is what games are. And then your life is over. Oh. But then you respawn and do it another 14 <laughs> times. <laughs> Plus, you get so good at games, that you just need to buy it, and then you'll complete it within, a, like, half an hour. Assuming you didn't make it. Yeah. We've just wildly deviated from the topic, haven't we? Yeah. What was Heavy Rain's Heavy looking Rain. really cool. Yep. Uh, also, we're looking at uh, Stalker. Shadow of... No, that was Call Shadow of, of Pipyat. Yeah. Yes. Actual sequel as opposed to an add-on. It's not an expansion. It's, it's a new Stalker game. Which should be good, because... I... I keep hearing mixed things about Stalker. Stalker, when it first came out, was a bit of a letdown. It went from this huge free-roaming game into a very on-a-rails shooter. Yeah. Uh, however, it's now been patched and patched and patched again, and it's now quite playable. Okay, cool. So Also regularly pops up in the Steam sales. It does. Funny that. It was um, up for two quid, I believe, over Christmas. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, on the very last day of the sale. I didn't buy it because I remember people telling me it wasn't very good. Um, and they felt terrible. <laughs> However, the sequel, given that uh, the original has finally become playable over the years, may start from a kind of playable level and then go up get, from there. And then just get better as time goes on. Okay, cool, cool. Or um, it might just be a good game when it comes out. Exactly. Yeah, so it's worth keeping an eye on. And the whole Pipyat storyline could be deeply unpleasant. Oh, yes. Here's hoping. 
<laughs> and speaking of deeply unpleasant, we Chat. also have Dante's Inferno to look forward to. Oh, God. EA. That's really all I've got. Dante's Inferno is one of these things which is just two fingers up at EA. I'm sorry, but the way it's been marketed and the usual sort of let's flaunt any convention of good taste, I, I'm just going to watch the trailers on YouTube and probably fap. They have shown epic bad taste with the marketing for this oh, yeah. one. But, I mean, we were both in the same exhibition centre with their display, Jack, but That's I didn't true. look at it. So, um, tell me, what did you see? <laughs> what did I see? I saw... Tits? No. Are you kidding? An EA display without tits? Yeah. I saw a man running around hell through some, i got to say, very, very nicely designed, very pretty levels that were quite, you know, horrible, it being hell and all, but really nice graphics, that sort of stuff, and... Your generic, really hack and slash. Um, don't really know what to call it. That sort of an action game in the mm. style of Devil May Cry, God of War, Bayonetta. Don't, don't bring Bayonetta up. I kind of have to because you know, this is exactly what I saw at this thing, except with a giant scythe that was made apparently of some sort of vertebrae, and there were drippy things running around and giant fat bulbous. Demons? So mostly the, only, <laughs> mostly the only exceptional thing then about this game is the marketing, which has mostly been shit, controversial, and offensive. Well, <sighs> well done, EA, for getting people talking about your game. This is a good point. Controversy does lead to the whole thing of there's no such thing as bad publicity. If people are talking about the game, then therefore they're just talking about they are talking about the game. That's Oh, yeah, when, when you're encouraging lawsuits, however, you know, that's a problem. What lawsuits been filed against? Oh, there was the whole, basically, grope a booth babe yep. competition. Get, get indecent pictures taken of you with a booth babe. For the yeah. Compass- oh, my God. Yeah. And that was marketing. Let's, let's have a sweaty 400-pound con-goer go and pour at some poor woman whose job it is to just, you know, stand around and endure a bunch of geeks... She probably doesn't give two shits about. Speaking of con-goers, uh, it was at that same con, whilst you were checking out Dante's Inferno, I went and played Star Trek Online. Ah, yes. You'd think this might be a segue into a really good game that Simon enjoyed. Uh, you, no. You might, but then you might also know me. Did you not hear the word Star Trek Online? Ah, see, <laughs> no, see, the way you prepped it, you know, oh, we're talking about EA, Dante's Inferno, ooh, very grim. And then I went and did something else. Yeah, I will put in my two cents. I will be playing Dante's Inferno when it comes out. Are you not? Sorry, no end. <laughs> right. Um, I won't be playing Star Trek Online when it comes out. That's not necessarily true. If there's a free trial, I might be getting that. Yeah. Because what I played wasn't unplayable. <laughs> Almost. However, that's that's kind of the the most glowing the praise is going to get. It wasn't completely unplayable. Ouch. Did they let you play as a Jedi at first level? Man, I'm going to break you. No, I mean, to make the comparison with Star Wars Galaxies and what totally fucked that in the ass. No, completely not. It's a, it's a whole different kind of fucked upness. Oh. The control scheme is actually really bollocks. Have they gone away from WSD? Yes. Monsters. Yeah. Have they tried to revolutionise what doesn't need it? <laughs> no, but it's... Um... Hard to explain, but it's back to the old days of the Doom controls. It's still WASD, uh, but A and D are turn rather than strafe. Oh, Yay. Yes, which is horribly confusing in the middle of a fight. So what's the mouse do? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Absolutely. It it's, uses the menu on screen because it's an MMO. It's a Mamorpa. It's a Mamorpa. <laughs> it's an MMO. It's an MMO. <laughs> it's a shit game. It's a shit game. Is what it is. Uh, and the starship controls are almost as bad. Did you have a phaser? Yes. Did you fire the phaser? Yes. See, that would have been me sold on Shot that a Klingon. You shoot a Klingon? Yeah. Did he say unkind things? In Klingon. Oh. And then he fell over. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't now, have taken that. He also had targs with him. Ooh. Ooh. Shot them too. Uh-huh. Good, good. Now, I've got to ask, because I know pretty much dick all about Star Trek Online. What's the time period looking to be? It's a couple of decades after Nemesis. That's Ooh. quite advanced. Yeah, they yeah. did that because they wanted to put in a bit of history to mm. explain where they are now. 
because, of course, being an MMO, whatever faction you have has to be at war with all the other factions. And at the end of Nemesis, we're at a stage where the Klingons and the Federation are at peace. And, and the Romulans are pretty much... And the Romulans yeah. are pretty much backed out of everything, and the Cardassians are too weak to do anything. So this shows the rise of the Cardassians, the falling out of the Klingon Empire... There were some videos out explaining the backstory to the MMO. Okay. I feel terrible that these have all passed me by. But... Don't. They okay. weren't great. Okay, cool. But they've just set it up at a universe where everyone's fighting each other. To be, to be honest, you know, your plot hook of, and then the Klingons fought. Yeah, it's not, not a, a huge surprise. Oh, and then the Romulans betrayed. <gasps> Spoiler alert! Come on! <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just thinking that... So they basically said it a couple of decades after Nemesis, but set it in a world that's essentially kind of like the original series, where... Everyone's sort of against everyone. To a degree. Okay, let's cool. See, let's see an original series MMO. That'd be much better. And, I mean, I have to Actually, say... Actually, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. But there were elements that were good. I mean, there was stuff in that demo that showed me that these were fans okay. developing this game. Yeah. Uh, the, the Easter egg Tribbles, for example. Uh, the, the constantly spawning pile of Tribbles. Yes. Okay, but, but you know how this game was made by fans? And we brought this up for Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, what else do fans make? I mean, full life consequences comes to mind. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's been made with some love. It might not be completely shit, but the trouble is, I'm adding a game that wasn't immediately overwhelming to the people I have met playing MMOs. Yes. Ah. In a game where they say, add your own new alien races, so you're not sticking to canon either. Wait, how do you how do you add? An There's alien a crea race? create a race option, a character creation. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the the creator to make a human, <laughs> just <laughs> like the Star Trek makeup artists did. Why don't you just play a human? You shit. Well, I'm waiting for the create an alien with a penis for a head. <laughs> yeah, that will inevitably be. We that remember on Spore, day. don't we? We remember what happened with Spore. Yes. I wonder if it's possible to make a being of pure energy. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, and would be canon, so, you know. But it's going to be horribly abused to make monstrosity. <laughs> and shit. And I'll tell you what it's going to make. Melva. Here is exactly what is going to come out. You're going to see running around when you start playing Star Trek Online. Orcs, <laughs> Night Elves, Tauren, uh, Wookiees. Elder. Just, oh, I'm feeling sad already. I know, it's, that's the problem, really. As long as I don't add a hairy option. Probably in there. Because you know what's going to happen? J.J. Abrams is going to start playing, and he's going to go, Star Trek's cool, but you know what it needs? More Star Wars. And then we'll see all those... It's a, I'm going off on a tangent rant here, but <laughs> carry on. It's inevitable when Star Trek comes up. Yeah. Well, going off on uh, another MMO that's expected next year, and that's... Ah, yes. All Points Bulletin. Yep. APB. Which is... I, I'm probably violating some terrible non-disclosure agreement stuff when I say it's really fun. Why it is... looks to be really fun. I, I, I won't say how I know that or why I know that, but... You have an inkling that it looks really I fun. I have a really good idea that it might be enormous amounts of fun. Yep. So, what? come on, for, for those who might not know, what is All Points Bulletin, what's the, what's the skinny? Well, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, All Points Bulletin is a policing term for uh, alerting all officers to a particular dangerous criminal. It's basically spot a wanker. Yes. And there he is. The APB game is a massively multiplayer game of cops and robbers. Which we... Did you, we <laughs> That's only going to be cool. Yep. Uh, think about the cops and robbers mode in Grand Theft Auto multiplayer and put it on a city-wide scale with many, hundreds many, and hundreds many, many and hundreds players. of players. Yep. And you've got All Points Bulletin with people banding together into gangs... Because both on the criminal and law enforcement side, it's gang culture. The idea being that the police have more or less given up and just started deputising gangs. Cool. It's basically what's going on in Iraq right now. Is that they've, kind they've of. given money to some gangs and said, please don't shoot us, shoot them instead. Well, it's more like the Blackwater lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can't be doing this shit, so hey, you guys with guns and an inkling to shoot people... Why don't we give you the authority to do it legitimately, and then you're good guys all of a sudden, despite nothing having changed. Yep. And so, you know, you can have this big burly biker gang who are on the side of the law, or on the side of criminals, and it's got a very clever player-matching system, so I am told, <laughs> wherein 
you can suddenly find yourself with an all-points bulletin put out against you and someone has been dispatched to stop you, and then you're in a one-on-one game of cops and robbers. You can call for backup. And anyone of a similar kind of level around you is alerted that you are looking for backup and can suddenly fill up your team for an impromptu awesome. ad hoc game of cops and robbers. So you don't, you don't even need to have friends online, and it sounds like a really great way of just finding people in the game who... Yeah, necessarily going to be cold. It seems like it's just automatically encouraging teamwork. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because then the other um, the other team gets told that you're now outnumbered. Call for backup, and the game escalates. Wow! All I just see in my head is this giant rugby scrum of truncheons and fists flying <laughs> in the streets. That's a wonderful idea, and I love it. And let's go. Or of course, if you're already in a gang when you're committing the crime, it'll dispatch a gang of similar size against you. Or if not of similar size. It could be a smaller gang of higher-level people or a larger gang of lower-level people. <gasps> nah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see one epic-level criminal beating the shit out of a bunch of... Well, when you see truly epic-level yeah, criminals, they beat cop. the shit out of everyone. <laughs> because the point is, once you become epic-level criminal, as you're acting, your notoriety's going up. If you hit the full notoriety, there is an all-points bulletin, and you go player versus player against the entire other side. Uh, that's when you call up your mates and go, well, you've got a cop character, haven't you? Log in, log in. Yeah. <laughs> With a knife. Oh, of course, the other thing I need to mention is customization. Oh, sweet Jesus, customization. From what I have heard, the customization in this game is ridiculous, where you're given a load of primitive shapes that you can use to build, as well as preset tattoo designs. You know, there's a package of tribal patterns and a package of sort of flower emblems and things, yeah. or crosses. And you can build up complex designs which can be logos on clothes or tattoos or decals to put on cars. I mean, the first thing I did was just take two rectangles, made them really thin, and gave myself Le Mans stripes down the middle of my car. Fag end. <laughs> first thing you would have done had you ever uh, played Yes, the first thing I would have done hypothetically had I ever played All Points Bulletin, which is currently in closed beta and therefore... To talk about it would be... It would be massively breaching of my non-disclosure agreement to say that I had played it. But had I played it, that's what I would have done. Yeah. The Allies are never going to crack that code. (laughs) Right now, they're just going, what? What? Qua? (laughs) I think I've covered myself. Um, Whatever the Chinese is for what or yes. Well, since we're subtitled, it's yes. Uh, Yes. And what? (laughs) (laughs) And another massively multiplayer that may or may not hit the streets next year, because, let's face it, these things do get delayed heavily. Oh, yes. Uh, Star Wars, Old Republic. This is one I think we're all kind of excited about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... um, I don't know how it's going to be massively multiplayer. Things about it are sort of speaking Guild Wars to me. In that it's, Which I don't, I got to say, I don't see as a bad thing. Not necessarily, but, you know, it's a different kind of game. True, yes. Because there's one thing that sums it up for me. Bioware does Star Wars without George Lucas's help. Yeah. But have, have you've got to forgive my ignorance here, have Bioware done an MMO? Before? No, this no. is their first. Okay. And the point is, they're approaching it like a single-player RPG. All the characters are voice-acted. And the plot is your plot. You have a storyline. It will coincide with other people's. And therein lies the cooperation of Massively Multiplayer. Yeah. But you are playing your storyline in a massive world. Hmm. Intriguing. It's intriguing, but the point of an MMO is it's completely expansive. You know, there is no end. But your story will come to an end, surely. And then you become queen of the space lanes. I suppose the only difference between that and any other MMO is it's the grind but the grind is a really entertaining single-player game with full voice acting, and then yeah. it turns into the end game. And then when, once you've finished it, I assume you get set loose on a universe which is arrayed against you. Yeah. So that, it could be really good. Nice. Yeah. This is mutant wish listing at the moment, but <laughs> it'd be cool to see. It would be. We, um, we know it's slated around next year, isn't it? And yeah. It's, no, around it's this one, year sometime. Oh, this yes. year, yeah, 2010. It's one that I would expect to slip, though. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> but it's one I don't think any of us would really mind slipping, as long as the finished product is going to be that much sweeter for it. By the way, I've got a bit coming out soon as well. Mass Effect 2. I was, well, I was going to say Mass Effect 2 and they've got a Dragon Age expansion. expansion yeah. yeah. 
the both of those are pretty much done. Yeah. You know, they're not taking away developer time at the moment. They are finished for all intents and purposes. But that does lead actually quite nicely on to this Mass year. Effect 2. If I think it's out two weeks now, isn't it? Yes, very, very soon. So it'll be about a week from when this episode gets released. Yeah. No! Is it that close? Yeah. Yep. It came. And you get paid tomorrow. <laughs> I do. I've got to put money aside for Mass Effect 2. And I get paid just before it comes out. And Mass I get pay- Effect 2 I get paid on Monday. party. Hmm. I'm going to take a week off work to play Mass Effect 2. That's, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's how... I don't think any of us are even prepared to accept the possibility that this will not be a, a strong early contender for Game of the Year. Yeah, I think we're Mass Agreed. Effect fans here. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to the uh, the attempted conversion of Mass Effect to a, uh, a role-playing system? The pen and paper system. Yeah. It's still underway. See, that's how much Mass Effect fan we are. Uh, in fact, I put it on pause for the new Mass Effect because really? I heard they'd changed the combat system and everything I read about said... That will be easier to simulate in pen and paper, so I'm going to convert Mass Effect 2. Interesting. I'm the weapons now have 2. ammunition, for example. Oh, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I liked the whole idea of the Mass Effect field negating the need for that. Yeah, but it, you know what? The, those weapons became really hard to convert to pen and paper. Yeah, but from, a, from playing the video game point of view, no, we don't need ammo counts. <laughs> like, oh... Reloading in an RPG was strange enough. Yeah. Although, to be fair, if it worked in Fallout, you know, we're all of a sudden... I mean, obviously, at later levels, ammo yeah. just grew on trees. Well, and you seem mutants. to be missing the, the obvious implication of putting ammo in, taking cooldown out. Right, but I'd rather deal I'd, with cooldown. I'd much rather have cooldown than, than ammo count. Fair enough. I suppose cool. opinions differ. Cooldown is what... I think the whole thing of not having ammo was one of those cool sci-fi things that just worked for me. Not purely from a game pay, gameplay perspective, sorry. But, you know, Mass Effect slicing off tiny amounts of... Uh, mm. Oh, the fluff was cool. The fluff, the fluff was, awesome. was really which cool. Which is what you could say about a lot of Mass Effect. The, well, the pretty ba- much all of Mass yeah. Effect. The backstory of it, the, the fluff was just solid and perfect and mm. really engaging. Oh, the amount of game time I can actually say I spent reading the codex yeah. is ridiculous. But I think if they've added an ammo can, and I realise this is a sort of thing, of, have they definitely done this? or uh, That was the last I heard. Okay. Because we're going we're gonna to look really stupid if this is actually like wrong. <laughs> but if they've added an ammo can, how have they retconned that? That's a different weapon. New weapons. Uh, Maybe Mass Effect fields are going down. Ooh, the, Reapers, the Reapers are coming. Wow, spoiler warning for Mass Effect. (laughs) Oh, come on. We did it to Modern Warfare. Yeah, admittedly. Now the sequel's here, I think. If you're you're listening to this and you haven't played Mass Effect 1, then you clearly didn't care. Therefore, you're not going to care about Mass Effect 2. You say that, but I had a lot of trouble with spoilers for Mass Effect because I am primarily a PC gamer. Right. So I didn't get Mass Effect because I knew it was coming to the PC. And you know what? I made the right decision. The PC version was much more polished. Right. But it means that for, how long was it, nine months? I had to deal with you and Jamie and people who had finished Mass Effect, and I had to, fingers in the ear, la la la, can't hear you, every time you're going, what oh, is it cool when stuff and spoilers and, and ending? And then the... Yeah, that. And it was, oh. <laughs> but this is why I'm so pleased that Mass Effect 2 will have a simultaneous release on consoles and PC. Yep. And if you haven't got Mass Effect yet and you're wondering who the Reapers are, Mass Effect probably on Steam sale at some point. <laughs> it was. It, it was, was over the Christmas uh, sale. It was about, it was about a five Four quid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep your eyes open. Go pick it up, seriously. It's useless for selling you that now, but... Although with not. the sequel coming up, it's quite likely to hit a weekend sale. Because, <gasps> hey guys, yes. play it, then play the sequel. Yep. Gateway drug. Well, play it, then build up a really cool character that you really like. Then play them also in the on Steam. What are the odds of a Mass Effect complete pack? Ooh, fair point. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, no, but Jack does actually bring up an excellent point. Your save games from the end of Mass Effect One will be entirely valid and alter the storyline in true. some way for Mass Effect Two. So yes. play Mass Effect One, build up a really cool character that you really, really like, and then watch as they're horribly burned or something. Yeah, because we all know that Bioware games are about good, evil. That yeah. is the choice. It, it's sending kittens to college. Yeah, but he'll he'll be an outcast. <laughs> he'll be ostracized forever. What I what I like though with Mass Effect is a lot of the time they went, 
there is a good option and there is a bad option here. And I go, which one is it? Which one's which? And they go, we're not going to tell you. Oh, no, they always did. Top right was always good. Top uh, No, not always. Right was always not, bad. Not always. always. Also, you're seeing top right and top left. You've got to remember I played this on the Xbox 360, not on the PC. Sorry, I meant top right and bottom right. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, I'm thinking of... Yeah, don't worry about the mechanics, Jeff. Yeah, yeah anyway, don't worry. Um, but they were always very, very clear which was and which. And one di- No, no, no. There was one dialogue option which wasn't in any way clear what was going to happen when you sass mouth an Asari and got sex. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us saw that one coming. Okay, but which was good and which was bad was always clear. No, it wasn't. Because which was good, being nice to her, which was bad, sex. What I'm saying in particular is the Rachni Queen. Killing it or letting it go. Which is the good and which is the bad? Because on the one hand, you're killing the last, well, possibly the last of an alien species. Ah, what is your character's perspective? Exactly. And then you go, but then you go, if you let it live, it might spawn and create, another, you know, repopulate the species and bring about another horrible war. Which is the good one, which is the bad one? And the thing is that they said there was no repercussion in Mass Effect 1, depending on whatever decision you made. Ragnar in Mass Effect the 2. The Ragnar in Mass Effect 2, which leads me to believe there may be repercussions based on my decision in Mass Effect 1 in Mass Effect 2. Oh, that really pisses me off and makes me scared. <laughs> it's brilliant and I love it, but it scares me deeply. But yes, this is why you need to have a finished save game before you start playing Mass Effect 2. Because decisions like that will have a bearing. It's why I have multiple save games. Yes. Also, Mass Effect 1 is really good, so go and play it. Yeah, true. Yeah, Remember that's the best reason to play it, is that it's a fucking awesome game. Yeah, last episode, we're all pimping the shit out of Dragon Age because it's a game that anyone could enjoy just for being good. And, well, it, was, Mass and it, was, Effect. it was almost half as good as Mass Effect. Come on. Half as good. It's the same game, polished up and, and, and improved. <laughs> anyway, we, we shall talk more about Mass Effect if we ever do a Mass Effect episode. Which, which we totally will. Which oh, we yeah. totally will. Uh, so let's move on for now, because there are still... Plenty of games to talk about. And speaking of Mass Effect 2, uh, brings us nicely on to some other 2s that are coming out in 2010. There's a lot of sequels this year, isn't there? There are a few sequels, and one that... I don't know if it's a sequel or it's a remake, which is uh, Aliens vs. Predator. <laughs> it's not listed... Well, it's... Yeah, yes. It's a good point, because there have already been two Aliens vs. Predator games. Yeah. And, but it's only titled Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Which is really confusing. <laughs> well, I think like Battlestar, like Star Trek, sadly, there is a vogue at the moment for reboots. Yes. So I think that's what we're looking at. And oh my god, who doesn't want to play a Colonial Marine with a motion detector? Me. Him. Well, no, and the, me. I'm fine with the motion detector. It's the pulse rifle that sets me off. Yeah. Really? I have a visceral response to the sound of the pulse rifle. It has a very unique sound. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that just... It rockets my adrenaline through the roof. Scares the crap out of me, and I don't know why. So you're the one who wants to be playing the Predator, then? Oh, God, yeah. Or the Alien. No, no, Alien. Uh, Actually, yeah. So you'd play the Alien. Jack, you're the Predator, so I'm the Marine there going, Hoorah! We've got our multiplayer sorted out. Hell's yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna die! (laughs) Yeah, you are. Fuck your noise. And I really hope they bring back my favourite multiplayer mode ever. Alien Tag. Yes! In AVP2, I believe it was, uh, the server is filled with Colonial Marines, and one player plays as the alien. Only the alien can score. Has only close combat weapons, you know, claws and mouth and tail. But when you kill, you score a point. If a Colonial Marine happens to kill the alien, not that that's likely, uh, they become the alien. They die and immediately respawn as the alien. Ah, I just have a sudden image of doing the respawn as an instant chestburster. (laughs) <laughs> that would be so cool. But then you have to play through it as a chess post and then you get squished. No, you just run off and yeah, you hide. Yeah, instantly squished. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, your first few seconds you're invulnerable. So you can run past them and find somewhere to grow up really fucking quickly. That sounds cool. So I'm going to think, what players are going to go around hunting an alien on their own? Other than... Oh, God, everyone, because you want to be the one to kill the alien, to become the alien, True. to score. But then you're on your own, so you're easy meat for the so aliens. aliens. That's it, why I love that game mode. Because it, it inc- uh, encourages people to go around on their own and split up. And... Which is exactly what the alien wants them to do. Exactly. So basically, what this game mode teaches us is that Santa Claus in that Tim <laughs> Allen film right. is an alien. Are you, are you referencing a Tim Allen movie yeah. that isn't Galaxy Quest? Yeah, the Santa Claus. 
It was Christmas is over. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. But, oh, my God, this game looks brutal. Oh, and beautiful. I believe already banned in Australia, preemptively. Well, what hasn't been banned in Australia <laughs> that wasn't the fucking Teletubbies? So, can we, can we have another, uh, another shout-out to all our New Zealand listeners who are now uh, firm in their opinion that their country is far superior to, uh, to Australia? It might have something to do with the fact that, as the Predator, when you rip the Marine's head off his shoulders and off his spinal column, the way you hold it, your fingers are going up through the neck hole, and as the dead body's mouth hangs open, you can see your own fingers in the back of its throat. Hot. Go New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's the level of violence we're looking at and the level of gore. I don't think there's any way, you know, against what we should be seeing in this game. No, it sounds entirely appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Other sequels? Bioshock 2? Yep. Back to Rapture. Which looks interesting, this whole online Mm. playing as... I mean, the plot, as far as I've heard, is is playing as the first Big Daddy. It's a prequel to Mm. Bioshock, the original. Yep. You're playing as the first ever Big Daddy. Yes. And the Big Sisters also come into it. I, I, the Basically, it looks yeah. suitably creepy. Oh, gosh. If a, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to. If you're going into the whole Bioshock ethos, you'd yeah. have to keep things really quite grim. And it was hard to work out how they would do a sequel, so prequel makes perfect sense. Yeah, prequel sequels are kind of the thing at the moment, aren't they? They are. It's uh, also in movies. Example? Uh, Alien. Oh, yeah. Wait. Alien movies? Yeah, there's a new Alien film coming out. Yeah, Ridley Scott's doing a prequel to Alien. Is he really? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, new Bad Company. Yeah. This is your realm, this is. I know, I I, I notice how, like, when when the dumb fun shooters come into play, everyone kind of looks at me expectantly, because yes... Well, we know you own them. I am that yokel. I am that guy. I really... I'll tell you what, uh, Bad Company did for me... Uh, what Red Faction, way back in the day, the very first Red Faction mm. kind of promise, and that oh, destructible terrain will be the future. Yeah. And, you know, and Bad Company actually, I know other games have done it. But As I remember from watching you, it did do that really well. It did it incredibly well. It was, intu- it was intuitive. It was realistic enough to keep it enter- you know, engaging. But it was simple enough that it was good, dumb fun. It was... A totally, you know, it was a buddy film that you got to control. What I liked about uh, Bad Company from watching you play it rather than playing it, because I haven't, <laughs> is that at no point did this game try and take itself seriously. No, and that's why it works. Yeah. You know, this this is, it's almost that kind of lethal weapon level of, of you know, self-effacing comedy. This is good, dumb fun, but man. And it's the difference... The- I was going to say, the, the, the messing with um, convention stuff, like the sergeant who's two days away from retirement. And makes it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole kind of, the end of this, I'm going to go fish in. And, and then, then, he then he gets to go go fish in, you know. And just good, it's Trichosaurus Rex, you know, crap like that. And it's the difference between Modern Warfare 2, which we spoke about last week, mm-hmm. which um, did the whole Bond piss take. Yeah. And... I didn't like because it was kind of taking itself seriously and having a laugh at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was have its cake and eat it too. Whereas Bad Company at no point takes itself seriously. It goes, we are yeah. here to entertain you. Bad Company was basically, I mean, even the score just perfectly sets the tone. It's like Beach Boy's acid trip. It is, <laughs> it is the surfer rave across, as Haggard puts it, Europe. Because <laughs> you never really get told where you, oh, you fight Russians, but... but you're not really in Russia, you're in Europe. Um, but no, Bad Company 2 is one of these games, I think. If they just stick to the formula that works and they produce a second game in that setting, hell yeah, onto a winner. Not not game of the year, but good dumb fun. <laughs> and the last of the twos would be more of a me, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which is one of the most, well, the sequel to one of the most underrated games of all time. You're going to have to tell us why. Because it's awesome. Uh, right. <laughs> More than that, please. Well, uh, in the same way that Psychonauts was o- overlooked at the time, mm-hmm. but has since become cult classic, Beyond Good and Evil was massively underwhelming at the time, and I think because of its inherent Frenchness. 
a lot of people looked at it and didn't get it at first sight because it does seem very strange. You play Jade, who wears Jade clothes, Jade lipstick, and is very green in her aspect. Okay. Whose best friend is an anthropomorphized pig and has a very gay robot butler. And she looks after a load of orphaned kids in a lighthouse, uh, which comes under attack by very cartoony aliens. It's like Star Wars and Dragon Ball. (laughs) Yeah, you're actually having the kind of reaction, which is why it didn't do well critically. People go, what the fuck is this? But the point is, as you get into it, it turns out to be what, in my mind, is one of the most intelligent grown-up stories in gaming. Of conspiracy, of survival, of just human compassion, even. It's a really well-told story. Human compassion doesn't belong in games. (laughs) But it's this really well-told story, hidden in this cartoony, dumb-fun exterior. Hmm. And... Most people didn't stick with it enough to find that awesome game hidden under the fluffy exterior. All right. So it's one. It is available on Steam. It is cheap because Just it was a failure. <laughs> go and get it. Give it a go because the sequel is looking outstanding. Because they have taken years to get it right. We should probably advise all our listeners get a Steam account because this is going to keep coming up over and over oh, yeah. again every episode. We, we should also point out. We're not employees of Valve. No, I would absolutely love to get Steam to sponsor this show, but they don't. And if they ever do, I will let you know. (laughs) To be fair, the content of the show won't change much. No, not telling you to buy things on Steam. But no, Beyond Beyond Good and Evil, that's the name of the the first one. Beyond Good and Evil, which is a reference to basically journalistic integrity. Mother of God. A journalist is beyond good and evil. They report only fact. Okay, so, wait, I'm getting to play a mad journalist as well. Well, Jade is a photojournalist. Oh, that's not as cool. <laughs> no, it's not Huntress Thompson. Uh... As I was saying, uh, they've released a couple of videos of Beyond Good and Evil 2, and one of them is definitely the sequel, and it's mm. just a trailer, and it shows the new Jade done in the new graphics engine and her pig companion, and they look outstanding. Her pig companion who inhales flies. That's the guy. See... I'm always I'm always quite up for your game recommendations because mm. it's, it's things like this where you came round with NHL 10 <laughs> and I was like I don't play I don't play hockey I don't know what the shit this is what's offside and really enjoy myself so okay Beyond Good and Evil two no no who's offside now what's the name of the guy offside that's what I'm telling you yeah who's the goalie yes the other video they've released or rather that has been leaked if it is gameplay is great because it looks like there's going to be a kind of a free-running assassin's creed element to the game uh, through a very vibrant city which looks kind of arabesque in its um presentation but presumably alien world still so i'm i've got fingers very firmly crossed for that one i also of all of the games on this list, it's one of the ones I would put in the most likely to have its release date slip category. Because it's French? Because it's French. Uh, also because it <laughs> it looks... <laughs> also because it looks ambitious. Yeah. Which is good. More games need to set their standards higher. And because it's a sequel to Beyond Good and Evil, I don't think it's got the studio's full backing. No. This is this is art health project, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, like Mirror's Edge 2. It's the one we're letting you make it because it could be a surprise hit. But it's not something we're going to put a huge amount of market behind. Thinking on the subject of surprise hits, though, I know it's on the list. Not not quite sure, but Dark Mickey. Oh, yes. This Epic kind of Mickey. Of, Epic Mickey, yeah. Well, Dark Mickey is what comes to mind. You mentioned the whole kind of art style of, uh, mm. of Beyond Good and Evil. And that just brought to mind Epic Mickey. I mean, what, 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 what do you want to... Start us off with on that one, because that's just... Ooh. Well, Epic Mickey is something I've seen very little about. Like most people, though, I have seen the concept art, yeah, which is very dark and grim, but still Disney. See, from what, what I've gathered is, you know, because the, the, the whole plot of Epic Mickey is that all the kind of forgotten villains and, char- you know, even, even some just characters who mm. kind of fell to the wayside um, after Mickey Mouse's rise to fame, um, are basically doing their bit to unmake Disney's pantheon, basically. And 
I love the sound of that as a concept oh, for a it's, game. It's an yeah. incredible concept. It's like that's incredibly horribly grown up in a way. It's it's a revenge story as the premise for a Disney game. Yeah. Cool. Which is reminding you of the fact that they do have this whole history that has gone by the wayside. Yep. And it shows that they've remembered that. And they've kind of... It's it's marvellous in a way because these characters, in a way, are getting their revenge in reality by coming back to the fore as these villains and antagonists. But it's still Mickey's game. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Which shows the plot to be kind of accurate. Yeah. yeah. And it's it just looks fantastic. And Disney do have experience making epic adventure games. Uh, much as I, I may not be a fan of them myself, the Kingdom Hearts games are hugely successful. They're very, very, they are very, very popular for some reason. Yes. 12-year-olds. Uh, yeah. And, um, and girls. <laughs> and 12-year-old girls. <laughs> and spider-women. <laughs> but this isn't a huge departure in terms no, of I... Disney game-making, but it is a huge departure in tone. Tone, uh, yeah, it looks... It looks dark. like a grown-up game. It yeah, looks I'll like... definitely be giving it a go. Oh, God, so will I. Um, so, it's so looking forward to a demo. Mm-hmm. It, it also see, um, seems to struggle with what Disney are doing, which because I've heard a lot of things about um, the new animated film they've got out, Frog and the Frog yeah, and the Prince, which Princess I've, and the Frog. Yeah, which I've heard about. Uh, people have been saying it's Disney going back to its old ways. It's, it's right. old style Disney. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, the same I'm completely reserving judgment on this because it just looks like Disney crap, which we, <laughs> we all know I'm not a fan of them. But a lot of people have said it's them going back to their, their old way of doing things, the old the old Disney. And at the same time, they've completely thrown a curveball and bought Marvel. Yes, which confused me, which, okay, granted, very easy to do, but... Uh... And it throws up horrible possibilities for the next Kingdom Hearts, though. <laughs> Square Enix characters, Disney characters, and Marvel characters. Oh my god, I want to see Tony Stark try and register the Disney characters. <laughs> I just want to see the, the party that consists of Cloud Sora. Strife, Sora, Mickey Mouse, Goofy. and Logan. <laughs> Sora, Goofy, Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, this go. is going to be the most surreal game ever. Donald Duck and Deadpool in a fight to the death, man. <laughs> yeah, so games we want to see for 2011, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, starring the Marvel characters. <laughs> it would be four, dude. Would it be? Oh my god. They've made three of them. Have they? No, oh. wait, no. No, no. Three would be... I, I lost track. I let's lost see, track let's see Kingdom Hearts Civil War. Because there are a yeah. couple of them on the DS and PSP. There's, oh, there is all that shit as well. Stuff, so yeah. But going back to the sequels, because we've done the twos, there's also a couple of threes. Tre- Fable three? Trequels? <laughs> oh, well, don't Ooh. make me. <laughs> Ooh, Fable three. Fable three. Fable three. Wallets, no. will it be out this year? No, there's no chance. There's absolutely no way hey, in hell hey, this game won't slip. Hey, Peter Molyneux, what do you really, really like? <laughs> Deadlines. <laughs> uh, there is no way it will see its original release date, but it looks Awesome. Oh, it looks wonderful. We are, Camille, we, we are Fable fans. Fable yep. fans. Fable fans. Yep. Unashamed. Fable fans, Fable just in my mind sticks out as the dumb fun RPG. And Fable 3 is going to rock. Alternatively, if you want a threequel, there is Postal 3. Did you just use threequel in I, seriousness? Yes, shut up. I'm sorry, <laughs> Postal 3, hasn't that been like being announced for release since 2004? Yeah, this game also might not make its release date. I'd just like to point out, Postal 3, uh, Australia? (laughs) Probably not, guys. (laughs) Feel free to skip this part, guys. Yeah. Uh, If you're not familiar with the Postal games, Postal 2 introduced such innovative new features as using a cat as a silencer... A cat is fine, too! (laughs) ...and urinating on your opponents as a distraction. I'd be pretty fucking distracted if a man with a gun, a cat, and his cock out came at me. (laughs) It's a very interesting series of games. Wait, wait, how do you... Because pro- I've not played Postal 2, and now the Have mental you know, image is just waving your wag around with a gun out. I mean, uh, do you keep I have it to prepared? show you at some point. Do, do you keep it prepared? What? There is an your, unzip your button. Yeah. There's an unzip, unzip is a button. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's the alternate fire when you're unarmed. Is you just no, get... I think it's just a key. It's Zed, isn't it? <laughs> you it, remember the button. It is actually Zed, I remember now. And then you go and pee on the homeless, and then you Whilst enlist. laughing, and then you enlist Gary Coleman from the mall to go and help you beat up security guards. I you actually so do. Looking forward to Postal Three, and, and there's a little character who was a scrotum. 
is is he what happens when you push the alternate fire button when you've got your fly undone? <laughs> you can also set people on fire and and then pee them out and and piss on them if they're on fire to put them out. One of the I believe one of the first missions is you've got to go to your friend who is a video games designer who makes very violent video games. Well, it is actually the Running with Scissors office. Yeah, and it's made by Running with Scissors. Um, Letter. Yeah. Yeah, I just smacked my head. You guys can't see that, but... The lead character of Postal 3, the postal guy, is employed by Running with Scissors, and I think it's the second mission is you have to go and pick up your paycheck from the Running with Scissors office in the game that Running with Scissors made. (laughs) That's the first mission. The second mission is go buy milk. Oh, that's right. Get money, <laughs> buy milk. It is in that order, yes, because it couldn't be the other way around, could it? Uh, also, see. return library book. Yes, and then the library burns down. <laughs> Somehow. On an unrelated matter. Oh, no, it's not you. It's it's all the uh, the book burners. Do you piss on books? No, no, you just beat up book burners. Because really, you've told me that there's a, there's a, a button in this game which lets you pee on things. That would be the extent of my game experience. <laughs> With a comment of, ah, now the flowers will grow. And now there's Postal 3, licensing the Half-Life Source engine. Oh god, the possibilities, The physics engine this adds into Postal. If you've ever wondered what Gordon Freeman's wang would look like... You have now. Oh wow, I have. No, I'm not not doing it. Come on. No. Come on, he won't say anything. I'm not doing it. I'm not thinking of it. Oh. (laughs) I'm doing really well by just thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And their wangs. No. You are now. because no, they're fighting. They can't get their wangs out. They're too busy fighting also their turtles. But they're fighting naked with their wangs out. They're always fighting naked. No, they're not. They're fighting in half got shells. They've bandanas as they well. Got little... Yes, but I'm sorry. If I went outside dressed in nothing but a ninja bandana... <laughs> I will pay you to do this. Especially considering it is the deepest snow day of the year so far. Which admittedly is only six days It's old. like the deepest snow day of the decade, I'd say. Yeah. Wait, which is also only five days. Shit! <laughs> Damn it! Man, of the last that. ten years, there we go. <laughs> of this century, yes. Dude, I've just realised there's no four on my list. I've I've got a. We've two done the, three. we've done the twos. We've done what we're looking forward to: the twos, the the, the trequels. Tell and me, there's, there's also a five. I was going to say, is, is there that? a five? Gran Turismo. Ah, uh, now this is the thing, right? right. Gran Turismo, along with Heavy Rain, is the game that's making me go. Maybe a PlayStation 3 might not be such a bad idea. That's why I have one. Unfortunately, that's only two games. I'm not going to buy... Uh, see, oh, no, but you also buy a Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. player. I mean, I'm going to admit, I, as much as I, I hate the chicanery that you know Sony get up to in their marketing... Oh, God, yeah. Blu-ray player and some title you know, exclusives. Admittedly, DVD Jack can't tell me. the difference between DVD and Blu-ray. I can. I, know I, can. I found out over Christmas. DVD oh, looks better. No, it doesn't. That's what I've discovered. No, no you're wrong. HD just looks wrong. No, HD looks right. No, Jack. Yes, you one of these? Are you one of these wankers who will sit there with a record player going, "No, no, I don't want to buy the CD. It sounds better on vinyl." No, no it doesn't. It sounds forty years old. No, I've got a CD player. I don't own a vinyl player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And on. now Blu-rays come along, and you don't want that. No, you you've your... got a CD player, which is now old technology. That's true. I also have an MP3 player, but it's broken. My, <laughs> my CD player works. I think that I should tell you angry something. Angry thing for this episode. It's Jack. <laughs> I can see that coming up a lot. But Jack's anyway, going to be around. Get over only two him. games, considering I can't bring myself to give two shits about Blu-ray. Only on two games, I'm not going to buy. A whole you also console. want Little Big Planet. Trust me. No. Yes, you do. No. And, and yes, you do. No. Porn supports. Blu-ray, so you've lost that war. <laughs> Who buys porn, Troy? Yeah, we're... we're on DVD. Hey, guys, we're Who running a podcast. Por- Who thinks we pay for porn? <laughs> wow. Wildly off topic. It's a slight tangent, but yes, Gran Turismo 5, which, to be honest... Is that how we got here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. We should blame them. It's a game that could persuade me to get a PS3 all on itself if I didn't already have a PS3 for one reason only. Well, two, really. Yeah, kind of. The presence within the game of the Top Gear test track as a oh, drivable circuit. And as a car. The Chevy Lissetti. The reasonably priced car is in GTA 3. Gran Turismo 4. As is the Top Gear test track. So you can drive the reasonably priced car around the Top Gear test track. Oh, smeg! Based on that, I almost bought a PlayStation 3 when I had the money for it when I first got my loan. Oh my you can God. be the Stig. <laughs> Whilst Troy wets himself. I just realised, I don't need to buy one. He's going to fucking do it now. 
and buy the game. No, because I want Heavy Rain. I want a Blu-ray player because fuck am I buying Avatar on anything less. Oh, God, yeah. And, oh, my God, I am the stake. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can listen to some country and western while I do the uh, while I do the last. <laughs> I'll just put Morse code in your in your MP3 player. There is a four. There is kind of a fourth game in the series. Kind of a four. Kind of a four. Is there a three and a half? Halo Reach. Oh yeah. It's kind of a four because we've had Halo Three and an expansion for it, which is Halo Three Point Five. And this is the next Halo game. Okay. No. No. I remember. We wanted to talk about Halo Reach. We did. Well, you and I specifically did yeah. want to talk about Halo Reach. Jack's opinion is that of a four-year-old, so we shan't include him in this conversation. <laughs> but I like Halo. But you don't know the, the Reach storyline. True. You, we we <laughs> are actually the terrible kind of dicks who yeah. have read the novels. We're, we're taking the, the kind of stiff upper lip, terribly prim and proper, oh, well, I hope they get it right sort of approach. <laughs> oh, you're going to be those... Dicks when this game comes out, aren't you? We're, we're dicks already, mate. Yeah. There's a lot of people, I'm sure, that don't know the backstory to Halo. There's one here. And that is very simply for this game. All you need to know, uh, Master Chief trained with a whole load of other Spartans in power armor on the Reach military base. And then the Covenant came. And they wrecked that shit And up. Master Chief survived. Yeah, so... um Pardon me. It's one of those games which... Hold on a second. Yes, Jack. Your hand is raised. <laughs> Are you playing as the Master Chief? We don't know. We don't know. Because if you're not, that sh- and you're still playing as a Spartan in power armor, right. that might suggest that you're therefore playing a Spartan that isn't as good as the Master Chief. Not necessarily, because it is also heavily implied in the novels that he's not the only one who lived. Oh. Others escaped. Yep. Ooh. Okay. Where did they go? We know what happened to Master Chief. He escaped on the Pillar of Autumn with Captain Keyes. There were others who were not on the planet's surface when it was attacked. That's another reason to get uh, Halo Reach when it comes out. Find out what the fuck happened. No, to get some more (laughs) awesome Captain Keyes. Oh, yeah. Because Keyes is cool. Yeah. Maybe you could play one of the Spartans that was going to the shops at the time. Yeah, he's going down the shop to buy ten fags. It wasn't that any of them were going to the shops. They were carrying out missions uh, counteracting the uh, Covenant invasion. Oh, yeah, that whole war that was going on. Some of them were in space at the time. You sound like the sort of person who should play this game. Yeah. You like Halo. I do. And you like story. Halo, I think, is one of these games which has one of the most underrated histories and stories. Because they don't put it in the games, really. Well, they do quite a lot of it. And Halo is the weapon of choice for what? Drunken frat boys and morons. Yes, true. Mm. And this is the no game... No offence, guys, that like Halo. Basically, Halo itself begins with the Pillar of Autumn running away from the Fall of Reach. This is an immediate prequel. Wow. This is the battle that it's proper they were the running from. It's style. Yeah. If you remember Cortana's talking at the beginning of the uh, uh, original Halo about how they've been pursued, and this is the battle they were running from. I'm just remembering the graphics in the original Halo. I know, it was cute, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they were really good when they came out. Yeah. You shut your noise. I was so impressed when it came out, but Who then you playing... look at Halo 3 and you go, oh, fuck me. I was playing it in, and I still remember the name of the shop, Pink Planet in Shelton, <laughs> which is where, which was then became ePlay, which is then what became a electronics boutique or something. But just sitting there, playing Halo for the first time, going, yeah. I wonder how far I can keep going off into the water. And I didn't understand the concept of games being able to make an infinite amount of space. <laughs> I then learned this lesson and forgot it and then played Morrowind and then went running along the bottom of the ocean there. Bad times. Bad times. So it solved um, a long-standing problem for Bungie, which is uh, people seem to really love Spartans in near power armor. How do we make more? We go back in time to when there were loads of them. Yep. We do a prequel. <laughs> and this will mean that the co-op means you don't have to play as uh, an elite to co-op. God! <laughs> God almighty! I hated that. I had a feeling I wasn't the only one who hated that. I especially hated the fact that, okay, the Spartan gets the battle rifle. One of the best weapons in the game, bar none. And what do you get when you're the fucking the elite? This weird Covenant Pew Pew Lasgun. Which is shit. It is shit and no one boom. likes that thing. So how come in Halo 1, the co-op mode, you had two Spartans? Because they hadn't really 
invested in the storyline at that point. Fair point. Okay. Dickery. Right. Magic. Gotcha. Yeah. You, you were not two Spartans. You were two Master Chiefs due to some <laughs> weird temporal anomaly. When they brought you on board, they actually cut you in half. And what we didn't know is that Master Chief is actually half newt or salamander or whatever it is and it grew it grew back into two perfectly functioning master chiefs yep and to close off the list oh is this the end we are coming to the end we have been going about an hour because we have been going so absolutely And, and we may have timed it right this time uh because there is one game left on the list which is i think more my thing than anyone else's here bayonetta no that we started with that we can end with that too so what is it Dead or Alive, Code Kronos. Yep, your thing. Well, my thing as well. Yeah, true. But it's the game... Bouncy, It's the game I have been waiting for. (laughs) Since it was actually announced shortly after Dead or Alive 3, that's how long I've been waiting for this bloody game. Ooh, okay. And what I heard about it at the time was, think, Ninja Gaiden. Right. But with INA and Kazumi as a prequel to the Dead or Alive tournaments. So, the game's so hard that it will kill your friends, yep. I believe is how it's been described. That's the one. It'll with, kill them with, three times before you even get it home, whilst with, you're walking back from the shop. Yeah, with two jiggly girls in it. Well, this is the jiggly. thing. Jiggly. Here are the two <laughs> things I'm thinking. Here are the two things I'm thinking. One is, didn't the guys that make Tekken try the sort of spin-off thingy? Because it, wasn't Ninja, it was Ninja Gaiden, then Dead or Alive. Mm. So it's really the, well, the, no. It wasn't was Ninja re- Gaiden in the eight-bit days, yeah. which bears no, no relation. It's, is it to, still Ryu? Uh, yes, it is still Ryu. How so? It's f- loosely linked, hugely loosely, but yeah. separated over a period of years yeah. and several generations of console technology. But I'm thinking like, Tekken tried a sort of spin-off, running a, a Ninja Gaiden-esque game. I yes, they did, and it was terrible, it was and awful. it tanked, and it was shit. Whereas Ninja Gaiden was awesome, and has spawned awesome sequels. But I'm also really terrified, as I've said earlier, I'm really terrified because it's a prequel to Dead or Alive. I like, I don't think Kasumi are quite young in the Dead or Alive games. <laughs> they are, yes. If you make this any more of a prequel, it's just going to be pandering to the people that thought, we like Dead or Alive, but we don't like tits. All characters were 18 at the time of filming. Well, no, they won't, because I think Ayano and Kasumi are like 16 and 17. <laughs> which is what makes it really creepy. <laughs> so making a prequel, it's like, we're just going to pander to the lolly fans. You never pander to the lolly fans. It's the fighting-ass fans that I want them to pander to. Yes. Because Ayano is a cool character. Kasumi is less so. And, and Kasumi cries. Kasumi is there too. Yes. Which is the one that giggles? Well, they all giggle. Oh, but I no, think you mean uh, Lei Fang is the one Kukura. who giggles a lot. Yes, Kokoro yeah. is the one that does the giggle taunt. That is true. I think it might be Kokoro. She's the one with the bobbles, right? That's Kokoro. I hate her. Lei Fang's the one that just says, "Please don't get up." Lei so Fang it's, so also is giggles. <laughs> Lei Fang does also giggle though. Yeah, she does. Brad Wong giggles under the right circumstances. Him <laughs> <laughs> enough drunk. You giggle. I do. It's true. Who we, who we love though. Brad Wong. No, who, who do I hate? Brad do you, Wong. Do you hate Brad Wong? I hate Brad Wong. Why? Because, ah, uh, because, mm, ah, he's so unpredictable. You know, he can do a high strike. Why do you strike. think I love playing as he Brad He can Wong? do a high strike from lying on the ground. That's <laughs> not right. a high punch. Ah. So, as, as a dead or alive player, I hate Brad Wong so much. <laughs> I also can't play as him because I have no idea what the fuck he's doing. Okay, I'm going to kick you in the head. Okay, he's fallen over. He's lying down. Okay, I'm going to press this button. He's kind of hopped along the ground half an inch. He's dancing like a Cossack. Yep. It's, oh, 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 I hate that guy. I hate that guy I've tapped one button. He's just linked together three punches, fallen on the ground, catapulted up, grabbed you with his legs, and thrown you to the floor. I'm going to tap another button. Oh, he's just fallen over now. Okay. That's that's the guy. I hate that guy. What they need to do is a spin-off game of him. They need a Brad... (laughs) Ninja uh, Drunken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole game I'd would be like that's... the whole game would be like the bad trip mission from uh, Saints Row Two. It would be, but ah uh, ah no, hate that guy. <laughs> but Code Chronos sounds really interesting, and I'm going to sound like a terrible, terrible Dead or Alive fanboy here. There's a surprise when I say I'm actually kind of looking forward to the storyline. I want to know more about the Dead or Alive tournament. And, I'd like to know something about the Dead and, or Alive tournament. And DOA tech. And, yeah. Yeah, let's get into Because as far as I've played, I've played, I've admittedly not played Dead or Alive 1, but I have played 2, 3, 4. Would you like to? Because I have 1, 2, 3, and 4 all up there for the Xbox. Oh, fantastic. All right, then. <laughs> but will it help me understand exactly what DOA tech does? No. Why is there a fighting tournament? 
this is what I want to know. And okay, that's what I'm hoping is... Code Kronos will reveal. Have they done it yet? No. Will they do it with this one? Well, this Bollocks is the prequel really. that leads to the setup of the DOA Tech tournament. Okay. So they might actually reveal what the fuck is the point. Yes. <laughs> they're trying to find the strongest person on Earth so they can inject them full of X. I guarantee you that will be it. Well, that Evil has come up a little bit with Kazumi being Omega. Yep. Yes. Evil Corporation holds fighting tournament. I don't smell an obvious plot there at all. <laughs> cool. Well, we're pretty much done. Cool. I think it's just a case of saying goodbye. Let's not say goodbye. That sounds too final. Because we've done two episodes. Now is classically the time <laughs> that we go dormant for a couple of months. Not this time. So we still have a couple. We still have a couple planned episodes. What, what, what are we expecting next? I don't know. What are we going to do next? The, the show I really want to do, and I, and I think would actually be a lot of fun, is games. Not even games that we don't like. Moments in gaming that will always bring that just kind of that squirm of displeasure. Game moments in games. Well, you've played them a dozen times through. You love the game, but oh god, that was stupid rage moments. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like something that just we sounds can like talk about. A fun and stupid show to do. Yes. Something we've got plenty of material of. We've all played Morrowind, and we're kind of taking some time out from doing individual game episodes in the new year until we get settled into the stride. Yeah. Right. At which point we will then have Mass Effect, probably Mass Effect Two. Path. Is going to be Asylum. talked about Arkham Asylum. Yes, I would like to touch Dragon Arkham Age. Asylum. Yep, and some older games as well because that was Is our it? original raison d'être, and it still comes up from time to time. Oh god, yeah. Maybe Beyond Good and Evil if I can talk you guys into playing yeah. it. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to give it a go. So what, we'll, we'll do a trade. You play the. Actually, that doesn't work. I was going to say you play the path. I'll play Beyond Good and Evil. Probably yeah, you you'll... play a great game that you'll love, and and I will scar myself for life. Yeah, but you'll only scar yourself for about half an hour's worth of gameplay. <laughs> I think it's still a fair trade because, you know, you've only got a few hours worth of gameplay. I've got a lifetime of psychological issues to work out with a therapist. <laughs> don't say I don't do anything for you. Well, you know, we've got the forums up and running. We've got the emails and the Twitter account going. We do, we do. Throw this open to the listeners as well. Yes, if you're, there's you're... any classic games you want to hear yes, reviewed. Or... Jump onto the forum. and There's yeah. a, a section in the forum specifically dedicated to games. Come in, start a discussion. You might inspire us to do a whole show. Yeah. Or, you know, throw us a tweet at W1S1 on Twitter. Um, yes, that reminds me. You need to add me on Twitter because you added the wrong me. You added the account that I no longer use. No, I'm not going to add Roman Empire. Okay. It's, it's a Hitalia character, Jack. You're a Hitalia character. No, I'm he's not. so not. Okay. I'm about the least Hitalia character of anyone we know. You're Norway. You see, I'm going to go out on a limb and uh, attack him <laughs> and assume that you're implying I'm a Viking, yes. and then I'm going to defenestrate you. The funny thing is that Norway's not a Viking. Denmark is. Cool. Well, whilst I'm throwing Jack out of a window, I will <laughs> say that's it for World 1 Stage 1 for this week. I have been Simon. Oh, come on, don't leave me hanging. You do your thing. Oh, right, we threw him out of the window, Troy. He's not there. Oh, I'm talking to nobody. Well, Jack's not with us anymore, so I'm not him. But who I am is Troy. And Jack is a puddle on the pavement. Woohoo! <laughs> so we shall uh, be back next week with more fun and frolics, or rather more rage and antics. Yeah, boy! But for now, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, stop it! You have been listening to World 1 Stage 1, a video game podcast. Thanks as ever to the mini-bosses for our theme tune. If you want to get in touch with us, you can visit our website at world1stage1.com. That's world, the number one, stage, number one, dot com. You can email us through there, or you can follow us on Twitter. Just look up Twitter username, at W1S1. And through there, you can find the host's personal Twitter accounts, if you dare.